This episode was recorded before the death of George Floyd and the events following after this tragedy. My guest today has been educating us on her platforms about Black Lives Matter, how we as parents can talk about racism, and how to be intentional about raising Black children who know joy. Now, time for our episode. Welcome, Adana. Thank you so much for making the time to be in our podcast. Um, I would love to get to know you more. I follow you through Instagram and your lifestyle blog, and you have so many amazing tips. So we'll get into that in a moment. So you're a mom of three kids. They're nine, six, and two. Uh, you're a lifestyle blogger, and I would say a boss mom, right? <laughs> So well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the invitation. And I love following you as well. Okay, great. So let's get into it. Um, tell us a little bit about what was life before kids. Oh, life before kids. So I had my first child when I was 27. So um, I feel like everything before that was school. I was um, in grad school at the time when I got pregnant with her. So um, everything was school. I, was, I did undergrad and then I did grad school. I'm actually from the Caribbean. So I was born and raised in Grenada and I came here for college. Um, after college, I worked at um, a nonprofit um, care for, um, for a while. And then I went back to grad school and, whilst, and I got married right after I graduated from college. So I was married for three years. And then I found out two years, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, so we had her like a few weeks right after our third anniversary. <laughs> oh, wow. So I read a little bit about your breastfeeding journey while going to grad school. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I I got pregnant in my second year of grad school. So I took the first semester when I had her off. And once I went back to school, I tried to like schedule most of my classes for the weekends or the evenings when my husband was home. But it was really difficult. I remember the first day that I went to class and I forgot to wear like a nursing pad. And I looked down and I was like, oh my gosh. You know, um, and I remember my husband like, come in and wait in the car and I would like leave during a break and go nurse her in the car and then go back to class. So yeah, we tried to make it work because she wouldn't, there was a point where she just wouldn't take a bottle. She strike whenever I left the house. So, you know, we had to just figure out creative ways to make sure she was still fed. Oh my goodness. You're, it's, <laughs> it's amazing what like we go through especially like breastfeeding it's because they don't really have a schedule you know like it's like yeah. on demand and we want to get stuff done so it's crazy how was it um with the other two kids with the other two kids I was home so it was a lot easier I was also more experienced you know with my first daughter I remember the first two weeks just nursing and nursing all day on the couch I'm not sure if she's even getting anything because I'm thinking to myself, why is she nursing all day? Is she hungry still? You know, so I, I and there were points where I was tempted to give her formula because I was like, I don't know, maybe she's hungry. You know, I just didn't understand that, you know, newborns like they nurse continuously like that. So once I had my, my son, I was a little bit more um, knowledgeable and I understood how babies were more because my first daughter, I remember when we went to the doctor and I was, and he took her weight, I was worried. He was like, oh, she actually gained weight in the first week, which is 
usually babies lose weight the first week. So she's fine. So that gave me a little bit more, a lot more confidence. It's like, okay, she's fine. Especially like, you know, my mom was older and, you know, in her generation, they would like um, supplement with formula. So I remember her telling me, no, you have to supplement with formula, especially at night. And, you know, we kind of had like that. So I was like, no, you know, the lactation consultant said, just keep nursing. And so I, when I found that out, the, the doctor, I went back to my mom and I was like, I was right. You know? <laughs> it's a win moment yeah yeah (laughs) oh my goodness thank you so much for sharing that it's so funny how like it it connects us to another generation but also like there's that little conflict or i know (laughs) this is different right i think all you know every generation kind of has that that's true and our generation you know embraces more of the natural i think yes yes what was I think about two or three generations ago? That's like what kind of embracing, but we don't have that great, great grandma to talk to about. That's true. <laughs> so from the, um, just tell us a little bit, what, how's your mental state right now during this time? Oh my gosh, this is a great question. So when this all started, I was like, how am I going to do this in New York City with three kids? in an apartment like how are we going to even survive this so I was just like really stressed out all the time I was watching the news all the time you know hearing all these crazy stories especially about Queens and everyone Mm -hmm. was Queens is the epicenter and you know so many people are dying and all of that so I was really stressed out um but I go to therapy I have an amazing art therapist and we just like sort of worked through that. Um, you know, she gave me like a few exercises to do whenever I was feeling like um, in the out of balance or really anxious. Um, and I'm doing much better now. I meditate daily. I journal and I started a journal just about my quarantine experience, you know, just how, um, how I'm dealing with it. Because one of the things that I do, and you know, you just mentioned, you know, not having our great grandmothers or, you know, older women of, you know, previous generations to talk to, because they've been through this, you know, there was a pandemic in 1918. We both have, you know, um, ancestors who experienced this and were moms at the time. And so, you know, I don't have her to talk to, but I actually wrote a letter to my great grandmother you know, asking her, how did she deal with that? And after I wrote that letter, I thought to myself, well, I need to document how I am dealing with it for, you know, the next generation um, who's going to deal with it. So, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing OK now. I mean, you know, every day is different, um, but I'm doing OK now. But it's it's difficult. You know, it's challenging being in New York City. Of course. And I yeah. think you, you're handling pretty well. I really like I got a little bit emotional because you're talking about writing that letter and then thinking like okay the future generations will learn from us you know I never sometimes we forget that perspective you know it's all like all today was such a horrible day I'm such a horrible mom I'm like we waddle and yeah. all this stuff it's but a big picture because we're gonna have ups and downs they're gonna be those really hard days but I think that we have to look at the big picture and we have to take care of ourselves. I mean, you know, we are a family. Like if we are sad or depressed or anxious, they're going to feel that energy and the kids are going to be the same way. So, you know, I try to do my best to take care of myself. Sometimes I'm feeling better than other days. Then I just sit and watch Netflix or whatever I need to do to just get myself, 
in a good place and move forward. Thank you so much for your tips. I'm really inspired to start doing that because I love to journal as well, but I've completely neglected because I don't yeah. want to write things down, but used uh, mentioning that perspective, it's really helpful. So I would love to dive into like your professional side. Um, I know you've started blogging for about six years now. Um, How did you feel when you first won the 2015 Parenting Blog of the Year? Oh, wow. Um, So when I won that, I was really surprised. Um, I had been blogging two years at the time. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't really sure if I was what I was doing or, you know, if I was having an impact on anyone. Um, So winning that award was, you know, amazing. And around that time, I had just started sort of making consistent money from my blog. So it was just sort of um, because, you know, when you start blogging, you want to give up very easily. I mean, it's not something that you get overnight success or anything like that. So just getting that, it was, you know, definitely um, very encouraging. And, you know, I felt inspired to keep going. They give you like the thumbs up, like, or the pat in the back, like you got this. (laughs) It was validation. It's true. Validation. So from the years you've been a content creator, what didn't you expect to learn from this industry? Oh, wow. Um, This is a really good question. I think, um, you know, just how much power we have to make things happen for ourselves as women, as moms. Um, You know, when I started this, uh, you know, I wanted to create a job for myself. I can stay home with my kids and, you know, write about what I enjoy and, you know, collaborate with brands. And I did it, you know, and um, there is like... uh, a part of it where it's like, if you want to eat, you have to go out and ask for what you want and um, put yourself out there and be brave. And that's what I've done. And uh, I've seen it come back and, you know, you know, achieving my goals have been really, really, um, you know, validated again, another validation, but, you know, as a parent, you know, you want to always let your kids know that they can do whatever it is that they want to do. And, you know, it sort of like shows them that, yeah, you can, you can do it. You can go for it and just do it, you know, and this is an industry that really, when you are consistent and, you know, you, you pitch and ask for what you want, you get it, you know, but you have to be consistent. That's true. And that was my, I think my next question would be, I think you answered it, but I'll ask it anyway. So I know like a lot of, you mentioned a lot of benefits that you get to stay home with your, with your family. I think because as parents, that's what we want to do, at least spend more time with them and I still bring some income in. So what would be one, one of the tips you would give like a new mom that would like to start blogging? Um, I think the number one thing is to be authentic. You know, you don't want to, you know, get into it. You know, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with starting it as a business, but you really want it to be who you are. You know, like I definitely don't work with brands who feel, don't feel right to me or who I don't use. You know, if if it's a brand that's reaching out to me that I've never used before, I'll try the product for a while first before writing about it. You always want to be authentic. You always want to be truthful to people because you don't want someone, you don't want to recommend a product to someone like, hey, you should buy this these flashcards for your kid and they're flimsy and they're no good and you have someone wasting their money. So, you know, and people will 
um, listen and be influenced and purchase things that you recommend. So you really have to be responsible um, and really do it because you enjoy it, not just for the money, um, because people are going to be able to tell. That's very true. And what are some of the resources that you use? And you're not going to get rich overnight. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, no, that's the misconception. Rich, something else. <laughs> it's true. That's the misconception, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, there, there, you know, you do have the power to increase your income um, because you can really just work your behind off, but you really will be working a lot. And um, you know, you have to really figure out what's important to you. Is your family, you know you know getting that balance is really difficult so i think you know there are a lot of questions you have to ask yourself before you get into it it's time consuming just doing one blog post taking three pictures getting the perfect picture editing it like all of that takes a lot of time so you really have to enjoy the entire process to stick with it that's very true because i know a lot of people that quit i always say it's a high turnover job it is. It is. I have seen so many people start and was like, oh, forget this. Yeah, it is very high turnover. Especially like our age. We're not old. We're not that young. Yeah. Like we didn't grow up with <laughs> this. Right so like middle, we need yeah. to figure out what's yeah, the Pinterest technology. thing. <laughs> How are we going to do that? Um, so it's a little bit crazy. It's a learning curve, you know? It is a learning curve. Yeah. I was 30, so... Um, you know, now I'm, I'm a little bit like the new stuff. I'm like, what is this? Take yeah. off. You know, <laughs> you know, but I try to like, you know, at least get on these platforms and learn them. That's great. So what are your must have apps right now? Well, again, TikTok. <laughs> I TikTok. love TikTok. Um, Cozy is uh, my hands down favorite mom app. I'm not sure if you've ever used it. It's a family planning calendar. So you can plan like your grocery list and you can sync it with other family members. So for instance, your significant other, grandparents, whoever, you can sync the calendars, the, they can make different types of lists. Um, you can have um, different, column, um, different pages for different kids. So you can remember your kids' doctor's appointments. I mean, it's really, wow. Amazing app for moms, and I have been using. It. I was thinking about it the other day for nine years. That's how mm-hmm. I've been using it. Like I go to Trader Joe's, and I, you know, because I go there so much, I know how all the aisles are. So you can like move around the list. So I would move the list around according to how the aisles are at the Trader Joe's. So when I go there, I'm not like oh milk, and then I have to go you know back and forth. So yeah, I love that app. I always recommend it to moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and my third one, um, what, what, I'm trying to think of what I use all the, I'm just thinking Lightroom because I use it so much for Instagram. Um, I love Lightroom. I use it a lot, especially you take pictures inside, you live in New York, you can brighten it, you know, do all these different things. So yeah, I would say like, um, Lightroom is a great app. That's great. And right, you mentioned earlier, and I want to get to it, you, you come from the Caribbean. How was the, how was the culture shock coming to, to New York? Oh, girl, you come up with all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first time I actually visited New York, I was nine years old, and I was amazed. I'm like, wow, this I love this city. My grandmother um, was living here, my dad's mom. And I remember the last night, before I left, my aunt took me to Brooklyn Bridge Park and we looked at the promenade. And I remember sitting there as a nine year old, like, 
whoa, I have to live in this city one day. (laughs) So, um, you know, when I was 11, every two years after that, I would come back like every summer and spend the summer here. And I really like loved it. And I'm like, oh my God, this city is so fun, this and that. And when I came here for college, I got the real city, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you're not a tourist anymore. The vacation New York and the real New York, it's just like two different experiences, um, you know, experiencing that first winter, um, you know, just trying to like make new friends that everyone sort of like already mean like in their own groups. Um, that was really tough. And I remember just feeling like really alone, um, you know, really sad. Like it was, it was hard. It, it was hard. And um you know, just being away from home as it is, it's really hard. But I think being in New York where people aren't that welcoming in a sense and everyone sort of assumes that everyone's in their own circle. So it was it was really challenging for me. I'd say the first two years then I, you know, met friends and just sort of like got into it and started working and meeting other people and then it just got a little bit easier. But yeah, the first the first few years was hot. <laughs> I know, I can totally relate to that. Um, and how did you meet your husband? Was it here as well? Yeah, my husband's actually American. So yeah, I met him here. I met him um, just sort of like on the street. <laughs> he <laughs> saw you. Like he like... past each other. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like, you know, he said hi to me. And um, I was like, hi. And then, you know, like he like, we both kind of kept walking. And then he was like, hey, hey. Like came back and asked me for my number. And yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> He's brave, man. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Like, you get turned on so bad. Yeah, and I, and I usually don't speak to people. But for some reason, like, I spoke to him. And when I looked at him, I don't know why it came to my mind. Something she said, that's going to be your husband. I was like... Oh, wow. You yeah. know, like, a lot of people tell me that in the interviews. Like, I don't know why. But yeah. it's this thing. Like, some intuition, right? they like, yeah, okay, like, I should continue this. Right away. And I, when I met him, it was like like in the night. And it was like dusk, and I I was like, well, maybe I don't really remember what he looks like. <laughs> so we met up like a, probably a week or two later, and I remember sort of like hiding behind like a column at the subway to see if he was cute. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can continue talking. <laughs> That's funny. So now you're here. You are after three kids. Do you? I'm gonna ask the annoying question. Do you want one more? No. <laughs> no. no. I'm are you, good. Are you good. So how do I'm, you handle now? Like, what is your routine a little bit like now with the pandemic? Because I know like school is still giving you a structure, but then you have a two-year-old, which yeah. may not have that well, structure. We don't really have much of a structure. You know, they send the kids like assignments every day, and we just do it at our own time which is great. Um, my son class, you know, has more Zooms than my daughter, um, but they're usually later in the morning. The kids tend to sleep in. And my son, whenever he has a Zoom, it's probably at like 11 or 10.30, but, you know, they probably wake up about nine o'clock. And, you know, the kids are all different. My son wakes up and he likes to play and, uh, you know, have fun with his baby sister. And then probably a little bit around lunchtime, then we'll start his schoolwork. Um, unless he has a Zoom, so like I mentioned earlier. Um, and my daughter, she'll get out of bed and immediately hop on her computer and get her work done. So I just sort of leave them to do what works for them. 
you know, I realized early that my son is a bit more cranky in the morning. Like he just needs that space to relax. Um, I do recognize that, you know, it's, it's not school. They're not at school and we're in a pandemic and he probably just needs that time to de-stress. So I let him be. And for my daughter, she like needs to get her work done so she can feel better and relax. Um, so I just let them do what works for them. Um, you know, I usually wake up, you know, we do breakfast. We saw, you know, like I mentioned, my son and my youngest, they play together and then my youngest takes her nap and that's when we start his work and um, we cook together in the evening now. My son loves, so he wants to be a chef when he grows up. Oh, so wow. he's usually the one in the kitchen with me and I try to teach him like all of the Caribbean dishes that I know. And, so good. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've been just playing it day by day um, and just, you know, tweaking the routine to see what works for us as things change. That's great that you're so intuitive because sometimes we tend to forget what they're going through and sometimes children can internalize a lot of things. So it's great yeah. that you notice that like your children are different and they have different needs and to start. So they're very lucky to have you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So I would like to know a little bit about, you had this poll on Instagram that was asking about to homeschool your kids or not. Yeah. So what yeah. were like, what was the reaction from people and your followers? Like what were the pros and the cons to start maybe transitioning into homeschooling this year? Well, um, I found that it was 50-50. Um, I think the results were really close. You know, some, um, some parents were saying that, you know, because the schools are not set up for remote learning, you know, it's been challenging. I know it's been challenging on my end, but you know, my kids school, for instance, they'll send, um, uh, print out um, worksheets that I have to print out and I don't have ink you know it just gets really um, and it's stuff that I can just easily like just pull up on the internet and have them do online um, so you know a lot of the schools and you know they're transitioning and they're figuring it out too so I'm not angry about it um, but I think that you know my kids do a lot of different experiences um, experiments and art um, my daughter is preparing for her science um, fair project right now and you know it's structured in a certain way but if she had the freedom to really build this experiment I think it would be incredible um, she's building like um, robots with like toothbrushes so you know just having the kids do like switch over to a homeschool um, format I think would be a lot better for them um, But I'm not sure if I have the, you know, emotional yes. <laughs> to be their teacher. So I'm not concerned just enrolling them in an online school. But I really don't know. I want to see what happens. Um, you know, like we all saw the CDC guidelines that like rolled out this week and like all the drama because, you know, people interpret it their own way. But um, still really on the fence. You know, my oldest has um, asthma. So... You know, I'm not sure about sending her back to school, especially now with the multiple symptom inflammatory syndrome that we're hearing about. You know, there's a lot for us to consider as parents. So that's very just, true. And, and I know even for homeschooling moms, they're even saying this is not homeschool because it's mostly yes. about being out yes. in the world and hands on activities yes. and going to the museums and, and everything. So and that's not, I think that's what makes living in New York so difficult right now because, you know, going into the summer, this is the period that you know, 
we explore all the museums and you know we get out and enjoy so much of what the city has to offer and not being able to do that you really feel trapped you know so yeah it's it's challenging but i think you know we'll figure it out it's true we'll, we'll catch up a year from now Um, so just to end on the happier note what what books are you reading what's your favorite song anything like you would love to share with us um well i love soca music Um, so my favorite song is uh by this artist called nessa preppy and it's it's called tingo okay (laughs) and um right now i'm reading the three questions by miguel ruiz um Wrote, yeah, he wrote um, The Three Agreements. So I think it's I five, just, but I, we'll I put it in the notes. Oh, we got two ago, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I've been reading it so slowly because of the kids. Like, I haven't really had a chance to sit and read it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. That's great. Um, so, tell us tell where we can find you. Like, what's your website, your social media handles? Sure. Um, so, my website is rattlesandheels.com. Um, it's, um, yeah, just rattlesandheels.com and you can find me on all social media platforms at Rattles and Heels. I'm on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. My biggest takeaway is the advice to journal so that we leave a record for the future generations. What was your biggest takeaway? Please be sure to tag us on Instagram at Parenting in Queens. Thanks for joining me today.